word of amen on today. And, and, and I'd like to address those that follow us in uh, social media. And if, this, if, if, if these messages and if this word has been a blessing to you uh, and you desire to uh, 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 be of support, be of support to this ministry, amen, we encourage you to uh, 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 download our church app. It's called uh, the, uh, from the uh, Apple Store or from your uh, uh, Google Play Store, uh, the Bethel Christian Worship Center app. Amen. It's got a uh, purple and white logo there. If you download that app, uh, you'll have an online Bible. Amen. You'll be able to connect with us. Uh, we have uh, podcasts of some of our messages and uh, videos of some of our messages. And we've got a safe and secure digital online giving platform uh, that you can utilize and uh, to be a blessing uh, to the Bethel Christian Worship Center ministry. And uh, if you're listening to those messages and if they're doing you some good, uh, leave us some comments. Amen. You have the ability to leave comments on uh, our, uh, our, our uh, uh, social media page. Yes. And uh, uh, encouragement is always welcome. Amen. Now we're going to get right into the word of the Lord on today. And we're going to be talking about uh, from the subject, when God breathes your name. Amen. Can you say that with me? When God breathes your name. Hallelujah. When God breathes your name. Amen. That selection that played just before I got up, uh, he knows our name. Yes. Got a kind of country western feel to it, but I tell you, that, that, that song uh, uh, ministers if you listen to it. Amen. Not only does he know our name, but he walks with us. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. And uh, I want to talk today, as I said, amen, from the subject, when God breathes your name. Hallelujah. What happens, what happens when God breathes your name? Turn my volume down just a little bit on, on this one, please. What happens when God breathes your name? Well, before I get into the specifics of what happens when God uh, reads your name, uh, I want to talk about uh, two types of churches. Two types of churches. And, and, and I want to get into this because uh, you're going to be able to see uh, and, and evaluate uh, 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 what type of church Bethel is. Yes. Amen. Let's look at two types of churches. The first type of church, amen, we're going to call the traditional church. The traditional church. In the traditional church, everything functions from the platform of the church and the offices of the church, the church office. People show up and make their uh, token appearance, amen. Not everybody shows up with a token appearance, but that. Uh, of churches in our nation where uh, people show up just to be seen, uh, belong to a church because they feel like it's going to be good for their business, and uh, or uh, uh, you know they 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 they're members of a church so that their kids can go to the school associated uh, with the church. Uh, people go to church and then after they make their appearance at church on Sunday. When church is dismissed, uh, it's over. Now, they support their church to some degree or another. Uh, but it's like the church is an institution. It's got a group of uh, professionals that uh, put on the show. And the people come uh, to be entertained by the show that's put on by the so-called religious professionals. Yeah. Uh, the church is located uh, in uh, property in the community and the people know uh, God's there and that God cares about them. That's the traditional mm -hmm. church uh, where uh, everything is, is, is focused on uh, the, the, the paid leaders mm -hmm. to carry out 
uh, the program, and the people come uh, to partake of and, 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 and maybe participate in the various programs of the church. That's the traditional, the traditional church. Now, I'd like to talk about a second type of church. And the second type of church I'd like to talk about is called the living church. The living church. And, 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 and you know what? what I, the, 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 the distinction of what I'm talking about, uh, a lot of people who go to church don't realize this distinction. And, and, and uh, there are probably uh, some of you that are sitting here that maybe have never thought about uh, this distinction. We've done, we've done church the way we've seen church done since we grew up and, and began attending church. But I want to talk about the living church. The living church is different than the traditional church. The living church operates on a New Testament pattern. It's not an institution, but it, or, or, or necessarily uh, uh, an organization, but it is a living thing. It is an organism. It is a living body that is constituted by every person in the body, and that is a member of the body. I'm talking about the living church. The traditional church, uh, you know the address and the location of where the traditional church is located. But with the living church, the living church is not necessarily about a building. It's not necessarily about property, where property is situated. Now, the living church meets in property, but the property is not the church. Hallelujah. It's a living body that is constituted by every, say that with me, every member. Amen. Every person in the body is a member of that body. Amen. And, and, and the members of that body have different functions. You've got toes. Amen. Uh, you've got fingers. You've got knees. You've got arms. You've got legs. Amen. Are members of the body. It's not just a big head. It's not just composed of a big head, amen, but it has uh, 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 various members, amen, that, 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 that carry out and fulfill various functions. Yes. Now, even in the living church, uh, you've got to have leadership. That's right. Yes. That's right. Got to have structure, amen. But uh, I, I remember what it says over there in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians where it talks about uh, how God gave them uh uh, uh, pastors and and uh, 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 gave them apostles and pastors and uh, uh, evangelists and yes. teachers yes. for the edification, mm -hmm. amen. For uh, 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 the, the edifying of the body, for training up the members in the work of the ministry. Yes. And uh, so there is leadership in the living church, amen. amen. There is the need for structure in the living church. Amen. But uh, uh, it's not all about uh, leadership and structure and, and, and what have you. And uh, that's the type of church. Amen. That's the type of church that uh, I believe God would be pleased with Bethel to be. A living church where every member has a task and a job to do. Yes. That where every member is spiritually employed yes. and actively involved in, 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 in the work that and in the calling that God has on their life to make this thing happen. Yes, yes Lord. Talking about a living church. Mm -hmm. Now you might wonder, well, okay, what does that have to do with when God uh, breathes your name? Well, everybody that's a part of Bethel, all of us have our own individual name. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is I want to show you in Scripture uh, and by examples in Scripture what happens to an individual, whether they be male or female, when God breathes your name. All right. If you're going with me to the Scriptures, I'd like for you to go to the chapter beginning at the first verse. Reading from the New King James Version, it says there, And when Abram was 99 
years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him. Amen. First thing that we see here uh, as we look at the scripture, I don't know about you, but amen, it stands out to me. And, and this is not the first time that God has appeared to Abram. And as you'll see when we, as we read a little bit further, uh, this is not the first time God appeared to Abram. Uh, and uh, the other thing that stands out to me is that Abram was 99 years old. I want you to stop and think about that. 99 years old. And God is still uh, 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 speaking to him. God still has a plan. Uh, let me say this also while I'm talking. I believe that Abraham, whose who, 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 who's name is going to change in a little bit, I believe that Abraham, or Abram as he is being mentioned here, I believe Abraham is a prototype. Do you all know what a prototype is? Yes. Amen. Uh, 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 Abram is, is the prototype for us. A prototype is when you are designing something that has not existed before and, 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 and you're going to mass produce it, but you've got to make the first one and, and, and design the first one. That's what's called the prototype. It's the first one. And I'm here to tell you that I believe spiritually Abraham is a prototype for all of those that are going to be the people of faith. And, and, and the things that God did uh, and, 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 and how he worked with Abraham have a bearing on us today. And I'm going to show you from the word of God. But he was the prototype. Hallelujah. So, so verse 3, Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him. Amen. Verse 4. God's making a covenant with him. Amen. A covenant uh, is, is powerful. Yes. Uh, uh, we live in a day and time when it seems like men and women, words uh, 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 don't mean very much. But uh, uh, in, in, when, when it comes to God, God means what he says. Yes. And God is a covenant-keeping God. Amen. And so notice verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abel. <laughs> Amen. No longer shall your name be called Abel. We'll get there in a little bit. <laughs> Hallelujah. But your name shall be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. And I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you. Notice this. And your descendants. After you in their generation. Amen. Understand what God started with Abraham being the prototype. And uh, it didn't just end with Abraham. But God said this thing is going to uh, also impact your descendants after you. Yes. In their generation. In other words, in their timing, in their season. Yes. Also, I give to you. And your descendants after you. The land in which you are a stranger. Yes. All the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. Yes. You all see that? Amen. And God said to Abraham. As 
as for you, you shall keep my covenant and your descendants after you throughout their generation. In other words, amen, first of all, it's binding on me. Yes. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to, uh, 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 there are going to be kings that come from you. Uh, the nations are going to be blessed because of you. He's 99 years old. Do you know what saints, uh, uh, some of us that, uh, 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 you know, have celebrated, we live in a society where uh, sometimes those that get a little bit older are not uh, respected yeah. and uh, don't receive the proper recognition and honor that they should. Uh, you know, it seems like this is a young person's world and, 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 uh, uh, and I believe that there are many that are a little bit older that they're abrogating uh, their place. They're, they're giving up their place too quickly. Amen. God's not through with you yet. Amen. You might, age is a number. Amen. Uh, uh, it's just a number. And, 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 uh, uh, but it's not a guarantee. And so God said here, this is what I'm going to do for you. And this is what you got to do, uh, uh, to, to, to uphold your part of the covenant. This is my covenant, which I, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. So God institutes the covenant of circumcision. God said, this is, this is, this is your obligation. Uh, 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 I'm going to do this, but this is your obligation uh, uh, to do. And, and, and he's speaking to the male uh, uh, children. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. Talking about when God breathes yeah. your name. Yes. And the reason that I say when God breathes your name because the difference between Abram and Abraham. Say that. Say, say, say those two names. Abram. Now put your hand in front of your mouth. Say Abram. Abraham. What God did to Abram's name is he breathed on it. And I want to talk about what happens when God breathes on your name. Hallelujah. I didn't have time to get some props, uh, uh, but if I, if, if I would have got some props to help show what I'm talking about, uh, I would have got a balloon. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know how a balloon looks, amen, when it hasn't been inflated? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and you begin to uh, put air in it, mm -hmm. and, and you begin to breathe, and it begins to expand. That's that breathed on his name. Amen. Uh, uh, God had already, uh, in an earlier chapter, uh, uh, I believe it was, amen, if I, if I remember correctly, I believe it was maybe around Genesis 13. Uh, God had already uh, gave Abraham a promise that he was going to be a father. And uh, that he was going to uh, expand uh, uh, God's covenant with Abraham, Genesis 15. In Genesis 15 and 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid. Abram, I am your shield. You're exceedingly. But Abram said, Lord God, what shall you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is. Uh, El Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but the one who shall come from your own body shall be your heir. And he brought him uh, outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them, and he said uh, to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So this wasn't the first time that God had spoke to Abram. This wasn't the first time that God had said, uh, I'm for you and I'm 
going to do a work in your life. Uh, but, but, but at the time, uh, Abram was probably about 75 years old uh, uh, when God said this to him. And, 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 and what happened, he said, look at the stars and, and, and what have you. But then uh, some years later, now he's 99. For some of us, uh, God recognizes that, 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 that we're not able to contain or comprehend the full work he wants to do in our lives. Yes. And so sometimes he'll give you a glimpse. He'll give you a glimpse. And, 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 and after you kind of walk, when God knows you're ready, look at somebody and say, are you ready for the blessing? Are you ready? When God knows you're ready, amen, then he will blow and expand the vision. Uh, let me let me put it in some other terms. Any of y'all ever uh, uh, work out, go to the gym, and uh, or uh, do any stretching? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody do some stretching? Know about stretching? Yeah. Amen. Uh, one of the things that uh, that's something I need to do more. Uh, one of the things that I learned about stretching is that uh, when you stretch, you'll get to a point when you stretch, and what they'll tell you to do is hold it. Hold and count to what four or five, you know. All right, you, you stretch to what you think is your limit, and then say, Hold it right there and just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And after you've held it for a while, what you'll find out where you thought you were at your end, you're able to stretch more. You're, you're able to, your, your capacity to stretch has increased. And then once you think that you're at the end of what you can do then, you get to that point, and then they say, okay, hold it. And then after you one, two, three, four, and after you hold it, then you'll find you can stretch more. That is a natural picture of what happens in our spiritual lives. And so some of us, we think we're operating at capacity right now, and we don't realize is that God has us in that holding pattern. Yeah. And you think you ain't got no more, but amen, if you amen, if you let him stretch it, don't draw back and say, I can't do it. Amen. If God says you can, he's already, amen, invested you with the ability to do what you think you can. Amen. Yes, Lord. Talking about what happens when God breathes your name. Amen. Amen. There are pivotal points in each of our lives. Yes. When God says it's time to stretch. Uh -huh. All right. Now, now let's let's connect. Uh, let's connect the promise that God gave Abraham uh, when He breathed His name. God even expanded it. The Bible talks about now to him who was able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what you're able to ask or think. Mm -hmm. amen. What, what it, amen. Your limit, my limit, what we think God, amen, uh, uh, what we hope and, 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 and pray and, and wish, I'm here to tell you that if we get a revelation of what God really has in store for us, it is beyond what we ask or think. Oh, yes. Amen. Let me connect what God said to Abraham uh, there in Genesis 17. And we're going to go to Galatians 3 and 27. And in Galatians 3 and 27, it says, Therefore, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Yes. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. Yes. This ain't a male message. This ain't a, anybody who, who, who grasps this can run with this. You, you all hear what I'm saying? Yes. Neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yes. And if you are Christ, 
then you are what? Abraham's seed and heirs to what? What does it mean to be Abraham's seed? What does that mean? Amen. We're, we're in the family. But you might say, well, but I'm not a Jew. Doesn't matter. It's not about ethnicity. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. You're in, if you're in Christ, yes. you're in the family. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. What does it mean to be a part of the family? Well, to be a part of the family takes us back uh, to Genesis 17. And when we looked at Genesis 17, uh, Genesis 17 and uh, seven, he said, I will establish my covenant between me and you and what? Your descendants. Your descendants after you. In that generation. In other words, that, that, that covenant promise will work in 2019 for, a, for, for uh, Abraham's seed, just like it worked for Abraham when God spoke. And he said, amen, your descendants after you in their generation for what? An everlasting covenant. To be God to you and your descendants after you. And, 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 and God said, there's some promises, there's some blessings. So uh, uh, the Bible then over in uh, Galatians, it said, if you are Christ. If you are Christ. In other words, if, Christ, if you make Christ Jesus your Lord and your Savior, yes. then you are Abraham's seed yes. and heirs according to the promise. Some of us, we, 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 we haven't been uh, 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 we haven't been putting a demand on our inheritance. Amen. We got an inheritance that we haven't even been drawn on. We got promises, amen, that we're not even not expecting. Amen. And that's what happens when God uh, breathes your name. Yeah. Amen. So the difference, I already talked about this, the difference, amen, God put into Abraham's name was simply, he went from Abram to Abraham. Amen. Uh, in the Hebrew language, Abram meant great father. Uh-huh. Abraham meant father of nations. Father of a multitude. When God breathes, it expands the vision. You all see what we're talking about? Hallelujah. Uh, God first spoke to Abraham in in Genesis 12 and and gave him some tremendous promises. Amen. That he would make him the father of many nations. And, 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 And that he would have many offsprings and cause nations to be blessed in him. Amen. And that's not a small proposition. Amen. But the pivotal change, amen, uh, came for Abraham when God introduced circumcision, the covenant of circumcision. Covenant of circumcision. What what, what does that mean? Uh, When God introduced the covenant of circumcision, uh, it was symbolic. Uh, There was some symbolism to it. Now, circumcision doesn't have the symbolism in our day that it had in Abraham's day. But I believe, you remember I said Abraham was the prototype? The first model Mm -hmm. in which the other models. And and so I believe the symbolism of circumcision and and, uh, what it it symbolizes is that uh, if you're going to uh, receive what God has for us, especially those of us that are men, uh, circumcision uh, has to do with the cutting away of flesh, of the flesh, the foreskin. The, amen, the cutting away of the foreskin. And it is the foreskin in, in the area, in the reproductive area of a man. And, and, and what that communicates, amen, to me, and, and I hope you'll see it, is that uh, when God breathes our name, and if we want to see the expansion, amen, we've got to put our flesh under subjection. Amen. Anybody listening to me? 
Amen. There are a lot of men uh, uh, that are held back uh, from the full potential of what God would want to do in their life because they won't put their flesh, amen, under subjection. Anybody ever see a grown man get circumcised? Anybody? You know, now uh, we circumcise uh, babies. And uh, uh, on the eighth day, uh, back in, 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 in uh, Jesus' time, uh, they circumcised on the eighth day. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, it, took eight, it, it takes eight days for that clotting factor uh, in the blood to be established. Where if they were circumcising before then, now they don't have to do that now because they've got uh, uh, drugs they can give to help with the clotting and, and, and so forth. Uh, but uh, I remember I had a friend. I won't call his name because some of you all know him. But I had a friend that uh, had to be circumcised when he was a grown man. And... Uh, that wasn't a very comfortable <laughs> proposition. Abraham was circumcised when he was a grown man. Yes, yes. When God instituted the covenant of circumcision, he was a grown man. And it wasn't comfortable. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, brothers, uh, we can either do as the world do and be comfortable or uh, make the sacrifice and, 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 and put away some of the flesh, amen, and, and, and if we are willing to do that, you're going to see God expand your life in some ways that you, that, that you never would have dreamed. Yes. Hallelujah. When we put away some of the ways of the flesh, I'm talking about spiritual circumcision, not natural circumcision, uh, uh, we become the man that God intended for us to be. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when God breathes your name. And uh, in, in brief, I want to mention some other characters in the Bible that had a name change. That had a name change. Uh, another character that I think about that had a name change, and I talked about him on Friday, was Jacob. Amen. Uh, and Jacob... His name meant supplanter. You know the history of, of, of Jacob. Two brothers, twins, Esau and Jacob. Esau was born first. Uh, Jacob was born second. And when Jacob was born, he clutched the heel of his brother Esau as if to try to pull him back and say, no, let me be first. That name Jacob meant supplanter, con man, crook. Uh, one who knows how to get the advantage by conniving and manipulating his way into advancement. But, uh, and I talked about on Friday how, uh, with the help of his mother, Jacob deceived his father, Isaac, yes, yes. to get the blessing of the firstborn. And when he came into Isaac, he was covered in, 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 in skin. Isaac was a hairy man. Jacob was covered in skin to deceive his father. Uh, uh, his father, Esau, was a hairy man, uh, but uh, uh, to deceive him. And when, when, when Isaac asked, who are you? Jacob said, I'm Esau. In order to receive the blessing, he lied. He cheated. And because of lying and cheating, he spent the next part of his life Amen. Uh, 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 with all kinds of hell going on. Yes, yes. And when he finally said, it's time to go home. And on his way home, he went along and, 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 met, and, and met God and began to wrestle with God. Yes. And he wrestled with God all night long. And he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless my soul. Yeah. God said, day's coming. I got to go. He said, I'm not going to let you go. God asked the question a second time. Or God, uh, Isaac asked it the first time. God asked the question again. What is your name? Oh, he knows my name. Amen. This time, 
He didn't say, I'm Esau. But he said, I'm Jacob. And, and, and when he confessed who he really was, God said, from now on, your name is not going to be Jacob. God changed his name. Amen. God said, from now on, your name is not going to be Jacob, but your name is being changed to Israel. Prince with God and man. Tell me what happens when God breathes our name. Yeah. Amen. Jacob uh, uh, had gone through all of that trying to get the blessing. And, 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 and when he came correct and, and, and came as he was, uh, then God changed his name. Yeah. Hallelujah. As I said, it came, it came, the pivotal point uh, came when he wrestled with God. Now, in wrestling with God, God touched him, and, and, and a part of, uh, of, of the, the sinew of his uh, thigh shrunk. And, 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 and after that time, after wrestling with God, Jacob had a limp. And he limped for the rest of his life. Amen. And, 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 and what we notice, amen, the pivotal point when he wrestled with God and, walk, and, and, and afterwards walked with a limp, amen, there comes a time uh, when what breaks through into a new dimension of your life, he, he, he got his breakthrough, but he paid a cost. And the cost was the loss of style and finesse. Yes. You, you, you know how some of these young guys, they got that certain walk? Yes. Hey Amen. Uh, some of you all women, you, you, you know that, that walk that Denzel has? I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but, but it's a certain walk Denzel has. And, and, and from what I hear, the women like that walk. <laughs> amen. There's there, there certain fellas that, amen, they, they, they just got that walk that distinguishes them. Makes them stand out, makes them seem like they got it all together. Mm -hmm. And it'll get the attention of the females. Mm -hmm. After Jacob got through wrestling with God, he didn't have any pelt in his step. Mm -hmm. He didn't have any finesse to get him over. He walked with a limp. Amen. His physical appearance didn't seem impressive. Amen. He wasn't depending on physical appearance to get him over. He wasn't depending upon his smarts to get him over. He was depending upon the flow of God in his life. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Something I've never said before, but it's applicable to what I'm talking about today. I became pastor of Bethel when I was 19 years old. And I was single at the time. And uh, there were some people that said, oh, just wait. The church is going to fill up. It's going to be a bunch of uh, young women that's going to fill up the church uh, at Bethel. Because you pastor now. You, you hear me, Ray? That, that's what some of them said. Amen. You're 19, you're single. Oh, they're going to pack Bethel out. That's what they said. Amen. You know what I found out? What they said ain't about nothing. It ain't what they said. It's what God said. Hallelujah. And, and we did experience over time, but the church certainly didn't fill up with a bunch of young women. Amen. Ray was there. Charlene was there. They know what I'm talking about. Amen. Some others, it, it didn't fill up with a bunch of young women because I was single. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. And now, when my birthday comes, uh, in October, I'm going to be 65. Yes, yes. Amen. And, and, and uh, never did fill up, and, 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 and I got a wife. <laughs> you know, so I'm at an age now. That, that, that I can't depend on, amen, uh, uh, how I walk, or I can't depend on, amen, finesse, or, amen, I can't depend on charisma, amen, and, and magnetic personality appeal. But what I can depend on, 
is the flow of God and the word of God coming out. And I believe God is still going to fill this church up. That's what happens when God breathes your name. And I believe that it's not just dependent, amen, on what God does with me. This ain't about a head, amen, uh, uh, a big head or, amen, a uh, chief and a lot of Indians. This is going to be a living church. Yes, and I believe that, amen, God is, amen, raising up some brothers and some sisters in this house. I believe God is raising them up. Where they're going to say, Lord, you can call my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what happened when God breathes your name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And somebody raise your hand and say, Lord, you can breathe my name. Lord, you can breathe my name. Let me wrap up real quick yes, here. Yes, Lord. So, so that was Jacob. Mm-hmm. Another one in the Bible that I think about, amen, in the New Testament, it was Simon. Yeah. In the day that Jesus met Simon, he was a fisherman. Jesus said, I'm going to make you fisher of men. And Jesus told Simon on that day that a day is going to come when your name is going to change. You'll no longer be called Simon, but you're going to be called Peter. Peter, uh, Jesus saw something that was shapeable in the future that Peter could not, uh, Simon could not conceive of at the time. Amen. Jesus, when you read it, Jesus said, you're, you, 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 your, your name is Simon. Introduce him as Simon. But you're going to be future called Peter. Simon. Simon uh, means a person who is a listener. A person who listens and adjusts his behavior uh, according to the circumstances. And, and, and as Simon, he would let the situation shape him rather than him shape the situation. Now, he was impetuous. And many times he spoke up too fast. But, but, but Simon was intimidated by uh, the situation and circumstance of other people. But there came uh, a point in Simon's life when Jesus said, who do men say I am? Uh, yeah. and, and, and on that day, uh, Simon said... Uh, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, uh, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. He called him Simon again. He said, but upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, eventually, amen, what, what, what Simon wasn't ready uh, 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 to ascertain or, or contain, amen, Jesus recognized over time, amen, you're going to walk into your anointing. Yes, and your anointing is not a Simon, your anointing is a Peter. Yes. And the word Peter, amen, Peter means rock. Yes. Amen, rock. Amen. And, 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 and so the pivotal point came uh, in his life, amen. Uh, something happens when God breathes our name. Oh, yes. As I hasten, amen, I want to talk about Saul, amen, whose name was changed to Paul. Amen. The name Saul, the name Saul means uh, request or demand. A person who is either asking or insisting, a person with drive, authority, and a a pushy person. Let's say it like that. Mm. A pushy person. Mm -hmm. Y'all ever run into some pushy people? Amen. Saul was a pushy person. And, 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 and he was driven. And he was driven as a Pharisee to the point to where he began to persecute the church. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, he was taking, putting Christians in prison yes. and dragging them to the place of death as he did with Stephen. Mm-hmm. Amen. The name Saul meant pushing. Amen. But there came a pivotal point in Saul's life. In Acts 13. Amen. Where he met Jesus on the Damascus road. Yes, Lord. Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? 
called him Saul. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who, who, who are you, Lord, that I'm persecuting? I'm Jesus. Amen. He had an encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road that forever changed his life. Yes. When God breathes your name. And, and, and after that encounter on the Damascus Road and after he got prayer and the scales fell from his eyes, he wasn't known as Saul anymore. He became known as Paul. Do you all know what Paul means? Paul means little. Paul means little. In fact, he was the direct contrast to the king in the Old Testament whose name was Saul. There was a king in the Old Testament, the first king of Israel, whose name was Saul. And, and, and when he was first appointed king, he was little in his own sight. Oh, yes. And God elevated him. Yes. But after he was king for a while, he got the big head. Oh, yes. See, some of us, if we receive promotion before time, amen, if we receive promotion before time, uh, uh, some of us wouldn't be able to take it. That's right. And so Saul, the king in the Old Testament, who saw himself as being little, amen, got the big head and got arrogant and ended up losing uh, uh, his kingship. Yes. But we see Saul in the New Testament mm -hmm. who does the exact opposite. And instead of, amen, being the pushy person that he was uh, uh, as Saul, when, when, when Jesus got through with him, he saw himself as little. Oh, yes. I'm here to tell you, if you humble yourself, yes. amen, God will exalt you. Yes, yes. Amen. I'm talking about what happens when God breathes your name. Yes. And so then the last one that I want to talk about, and, 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 and that's, uh, I wonder, see, each of us have a unique name. Amen. I see Mother Charlotte and, uh, amen, her daughter, Amber, amen. And, and, and it's something about a person's name. Uh, they tell you uh, in, in social interaction, uh, the, the best sound for a person to hear is their name. And they say when you're interacting with them in, in business or whatever, you want to make sure you call their name. Amen. I see Ray Jr. there and, and, and Cherry there. Amen. When I call their name, it's something that happens in their brain because they recognize their name. Sandra and Amen. Uh, Sierra. Uh, uh, something happens. All of us have a unique name. But, 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 but what I want to see happen here is that God wants to change our name. And, and, and if we will, uh, we'll have a pivotal encounter when we recognize the name change. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and you've seen that in the scripture, and I've already read it from Galatians. Amen. The name change is Abraham's seed. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Oh, you're still Terry, and you're still Charlotte, and, but, 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 but we need to recognize we got another name. Y'all yes. right. hear that today? I got another name. You got another name. Yes. Amen. Abraham's seed. Now it don't sound fancy. <laughs> and it might not roll off the tongue. Amen. But when you recognize what comes with the name. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. You know, we, we, we live in a day and time when there are women that get married and they say, well, I want to keep my name. Amen. I don't want to take my husband's name. I'm, or they hyphenated it, and, and, and they, you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, and they, they, they want to keep their name and tag uh, the other guy's name. But, but you know what? I, I don't mind if God changed my name. That's right. You don't know what they mean. Do you realize what comes with the name change? Hallelujah. Amen. I believe you. if, if, if you find the right one and, and, and his check account big enough, you change your name. You'll change that name. Hey, hey, I, 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 want, I want that name. So that when I 
have. The New Testament promises and the scripture reads that if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs. Heirs. According to the promise. What is God saying? What is he saying? What is he saying? Look at your neighbor and say, what is he saying? The Lord is saying that I'm going to multiply my purpose through you. purpose through us and nations are going to be influenced. Amen. Children will be touched by you. Kings will come from you. And in the spiritual dimension of our lives, we become men and women whose influence is raising up generations. That's what happens when God brings your name. Amen. Would you stand on your feet? Yes, Lord. Did you get anything from the yes. word today? Yes. Hallelujah. 